With marketing, I'm finding more and more, you know, you really do have to basically be using a third grade level vocabulary with people. Yeah. Or it's just, you know, yeah. you don't have a shot. You know, you really got to dig into the psychology of people and find out what their interests are and, you know, what their goals are, what they do for fun, you know, what, what they do for a living. So it's really opened us up to having to to really evaluate a lot more data now. Yeah. Anytime you can do something on social media, be, you know, creative with it, do something different before the boomers kind of get to it. Um, that's kind of what I was leveraging. I was always trying to do the stuff that they didn't know how to do yeah. or they didn't want to do. Welcome everybody to What Would It Cost Florida with your host, Niels Decker and our special guest, Guy Malash. And we're going to be diving into some awesome stories that he has and some of the experiences that he's had in real estate, his background in marketing and how that has played a key role onto where he is today. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for being here with Thanks us today. I'm excited to, to you know, get into it and then chat about, uh, you know, your past and, and how you're now here as well. And uh, let's dive into it. Perfect. Let's go for it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, tell us if you want to start even, you know, you're tied back to, to Windsor in Ontario and Canada. But even if you want to talk about uh, how you got into real estate and, and your journey. Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, um, studied digital marketing and advertising communications at St. Clair College. Uh, great program, taught me a lot about, you know, generating leads, yeah. um, digital media, social media, kind of everything that I really implement today to get exposure in real estate. So I moved to Florida in 2016 um obviously there's a little bit of a, a pause in between because i had to wait for my work visa yeah but once i was able to start working i was doing digital marketing for a smaller boutique um, real estate brokerage yep. and you know i was doing social media for them i was doing all their online content all their lead gen and i yep. saw how much money everyone else was making off of the work i was doing and then I found out how easy it was to get your license. Cause I mean, in Canada, it's, it's difficult to get licensed. It's yeah. a process. And here, I mean, a month of school and $500 later, and you know, you've got a real estate license. Yeah. So I kind of lucked out because the brokerage I was with, because I was doing all the marketing, they really didn't know how to access all of the stuff that I was doing. Yeah. So I kind of had, uh, a little bit of an advantage in the fact that I knew how to go into all those lead gen systems and I knew how to pull all the data. Yeah. And as long as I was willing to put in the work and make the calls and the follow up and, you know, I was going to get all of the leads to work myself. Yeah. So that's really how I got started. Um, and honestly, I don't know how I would have done it if I didn't have the marketing background. Yeah. Um, I learned so much at St. Clair College. It was just awesome greatest professors and it was very hands-on so you know you learn everything there through experience so i just got to dive right in at the brokerage level and i already knew everything i was doing yeah and you know a lot of agents to this day a lot of agents are trying to pick my brain because they don't understand how to do any of it and they spend 
thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a year doing stuff that's just so easy if you really know how yeah. to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, the marketing background helped me. Yeah. Huge. And, and uh, you know, marketing, the beautiful thing that I think about marketing is that you don't always have to be an exp like a super expert just because the nature of marketing is always evolving. Yeah. What was maybe uh, points that worked in early 2000s are, are definitely not points now. So things are evolving so much. You'll have your base baseline things to go off of, but I think that's also an exciting thing about marketing because you can create new in ways and, and changes and that can evolve and grow. So let's dive into what you saw when you started out in the college and when you got how you were saying they allowed you to have a lot of experience, hands-on experience, which really was a, a difference maker for you, which I hear. How that from even those time, how it's now evolved into where you are today. I mean, marketing in general has gotten so much more difficult, especially for the housing industry. Um, like Facebook, I used to be able to target people based on their income, based on their age, um, jobs, you know, stuff like that. But now Facebook's made it so much more difficult um, because of the fair housing policy. Um, you know, you can't really market based on those criteria now. So we have to be a little more creative with, yeah. with how we market. And, you know, you really got to dig into the psychology of people and find out what their interests are and, you know, what their goals are what they do for fun, you know, what, what they do for a living. Um, so it's really opened us up to having to, to really evaluate a lot more data now. Yeah. Because so many people are saturating the market now with marketing that, you know, you, you really do have to be careful how you spend your money. And yeah. if you don't know exactly what you're doing and you're not targeting properly, you're really going to run through money fast. Yeah. Yeah, and I think too, what I hear in that is as well attention span. You know how things yeah. have changed. Yeah. But it's hard to keep attention for people. I think longer than a three three second rule, or if it's the first three seconds, yeah. you might have lost them. So that's a whole nother ball game. It's true, and I mean, yeah. with marketing, I'm finding more and more that you know you really do have to basically be using a third grade level vocabulary with people. Yeah. Or it's just, you know, yeah. you don't have a shot. Yeah, you lose them. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, tying in, what would you say as well that that you were able to leverage as things were changing? So, you know, what did that look like on different platforms or different ways that you were bringing out the message? You talked a bit about, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of data that you work with, um, which not everyone does as well. So mm -hmm. maybe dive into that as well. I mean, there are so many dinosaurs in the real estate industry. So anytime you can do something on social media, be you know creative with it, do something different before the boomers kind of get to it, um, that's kind of what I was leveraging. I was always trying to do the stuff that they didn't know how to do yeah. um, or they didn't want to do, like Facebook Live, Instagram Live, um, TikTok when it first started, I tried to get on that more, even though it, it didn't really click for me. Yeah. Um, I did give it a shot though. Um, and I mean, the biggest thing with real estate that people don't want to do is get on the phones and call people. Yeah. 
So that's something I'm trying to do more and more and more of because the more I'm working with agents, the more I'm realizing nobody's doing this. Yeah. Everyone's trying to go online and find easy leads now. Nobody wants to put in the work. Yeah. And especially here in Fort Lauderdale, because it's such a tourist destination, the majority of people that own here don't know agents. So they're going to hire the first person they speak to. Yeah. So if you can actually get them on the phone and have a good conversation with them, they're going to work with you just because yeah. you're the only person they spoke to. Yeah. So that's a huge opportunity yeah, being exactly. able to do that versus someone that, you know, grew up and they're second generation, third generation, or, you know, their neighbor is a realtor or their cousin is whoever it is. It's a whole different ball game on that. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, especially with Canadians, because we have a lot of Canadians in this market. Uh, once they find out I'm Canadian, it's done. It's sold. Like yeah. they're working with me. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge advantage yeah. as well. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And uh, so, on the team side of things, how has that evolved as well from going from more single guy, single agent working at a brokerage to now working with teams? Like, how has that all gone for you? I mean, I'm expanding slowly. Yeah, I just want to make sure that you know when I do grow up more of a team that I have enough to really justify needing a team yeah um you know with time my team's been growing a little bit but my main focus is growing my team as in having quality lenders quality inspectors um and making sure that it's just an easy easy process yeah for my clients a that's crawl that's, walk crawl walk run uh, type of thought of exactly. making sure that you're still doing right by clients as exactly you yeah and yeah. i mean right now i'm I'm still in the, I mean, I've been doing it for, I'm going on five years now. So I'm still in the growing phase of my business. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't have too much of a team yet, Yeah. but I'll be there within the next two years probably. Very cool. Yeah. And then uh, speaking back to, to 2016 and, and now having seen, you know, the last seven years in this area or any other areas, what would be something that you say stands out or, or that you'd want to share with the, the listeners? Yeah, so I mean, when I came here, I mean, I was wide-eyed because I was from Windsor. You know, I wasn't used to just driving 45 minutes and being somewhere great like yeah. Miami. Yeah. Or, you know, I could drive three hours and get to the Keys. Yeah. Like, it, it just blew my mind when I first moved here. And the downtown core of Fort Lauderdale wasn't too big yet. Yeah. But in the last four to five years since they've made traveling back and forth between Miami and, and West Palm easier by train, yeah. um, I've just been seeing the growth downtown. It's just boomed. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And yeah. As well for um, for condos and, and houses, what what's the evolution that you've seen in those two areas? So I'm starting to see just on the outskirts of Fort Lauderdale, really starting to boom with condos. Yeah. Um, especially if you go down, Hollywood is developing like crazy. Like if I could invest anywhere in South Florida right now, I'd probably be going to Hollywood or Pompano. Yeah. Just because Fort Lauderdale's grown so much that it's really not affordable for some people. So now Hollywood is the new spot where all the developers are going in and buying up the land and they're really starting to develop. Um, so I'm starting to see areas outside of Fort Lauderdale really start with the growth. Single family homes, um, 
quite honestly, we're running out of space to build. So I'm starting to see a lot more of rezoning to the point where they're tearing down a lot of the single family homes and yeah. they're building townhomes at this point. Um, and I feel like that, that townhomes here have been only until, and, and you can maybe say better because you've been in a longer period now, but it wasn't necessarily something that you'd see. It was either a detached home or that single family home. They don't really call them bungalows here, but that, that one level type of style home and calling those and there wasn't that in between of a townhouse. No, I mean, everything here for the most part was built between, you know, the 50s to the 70s. Yeah. And at that point, the townhome wasn't really an option. So now that we're rezoning and we're seeing, you know, so much growth in the area, townhomes are really starting to blow up. But even then, a, a townhome here, like a, a good townhome, is starting, you know, at $700,000. Yeah, we'll get so, right into this, what would it cost for a townhome, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, in a decent area, you're looking at a starting price of around 700 at this point. Yeah. And if you want to be right in the middle of things, great area, you're looking, you know, just above a million. Yeah. And that's for, you know, at least three bedroom, two bath. Close to the water. Yeah. I mean, yeah. water's everywhere here, though. Yeah. 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 And uh, what would you say more so? Well, what would it cost in your single family home or condo? Condos at this point, if you're in the downtown core, one bedrooms are starting around, I'm going to say the 350 to 400 range. Yeah. And they go up to, you know, the multi million. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Your entry point, the sky's the limit with luxury. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Single family. I mean, if you want something decent, you're looking at around 600 for starters. You can get something that's going to be fixer upper for you know, four fifty to five hundred. Yeah. But even then, you're lucky if you get three bedrooms. You're looking at you know, usually a two two, maybe a three two, depending on location. Yeah. And then we're talking proximity to let's say the ocean is not maybe ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Still not super far. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. far at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, it's different uh, for for water. If you're driving to a cottage for multiple hours or mm -hmm. if you're 15 minutes from the from the ocean, it's all kind of, uh, you know, you have great options to be close enough to the water for a short little long walk or a, a short drive type of thing. Yeah. And I mean, transportation here is so great that you can pretty much get anywhere you need to go yeah. by water. Yeah. I mean, as long as you get to the intracoastal, you can hop on a water taxi and you can go right to the beach. You can go to the bars, the restaurants, wherever you want yeah. by water taxi. Yeah. So, you know, it's that that's one thing I was surprised by when I first moved here was the transportation system. Because, yeah. I mean, not that I've ever taken the bus, but the bus can get you anywhere. Yeah. And then, you know, everything is is just a short ride away. Yeah. Yeah, it's convenient in that sense. So it's very cool. Yeah. And um, what would you say for, uh, for the future? Is there anything that you wanted to mention for those to the listener before I ask as well where they can find you? For the future, I mean, I see endless growth potential here. It's just a matter of identifying, at least for myself, when I'm making investments, it's going to be a matter of identifying the areas that are next to come yeah. up. So, I mean, here you've got, like I said, Hollywood, Pompano, Oakland Park. Yeah. Those are all areas where we're going to start seeing a lot more growth soon. Very, yeah. very soon. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's areas I wish I invested in five years ago. Like wow. even when I speak to 
my stepdad about it. You know, he keeps telling me, he's like, oh, I wish I would have just bought when he first moved here, when he first got into real estate. Yeah. But the best next time is today. It's today, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's great. I love yeah. that you're pointing out some of the key areas. Yeah. And that's, for those who are listening, Broward County, we're talking about our Hollywoods and our Pompano's and, and, and Oakland Park, which is just up here, uh, up above uh, Fort Lauderdale. Great areas uh, and uh, great areas to be able to live with and, and family. And I think also still have an aspect of of a good social life, some shopping options, restaurants, the entertainment on, on both sides of things, not just for family. So it's not like a lopsided feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have everything that you need yeah. in all three of those cities. So yeah, very cool. The appreciation is going to be there very, very soon. So what would be your craziest transaction that you've gone through? My craziest transaction that I've gone through. Am I talking crazy good or crazy bad? You bring it. All right. So I guess a crazy good transaction was my first ever transaction. Yeah. So my old broker, he was a marathon runner. And every Sunday, he'd be the one who had to pick up the phones. Well, I knew he was running a marathon. So I happened to pick up the phone this day. And this old man was on the other end of the phone. And he said, uh, you know, son, I'm looking to, to purchase something you know, downtown Fort Lauderdale. And I was like, oh, okay. So I asked him what his budget was and he said, oh, you know, like 1.2 to 1.3 million. I was like, okay, great. So he calls me back and he said, actually, I really like this one building. Can you, can you take me there to take a look? So I said, okay, awesome. So I take him to the building and it was still in construction. So it was like a hard hat, you know, tour and everything. And, you know, I asked what the starting point was starting price point and they said 2.3 million but the guy just loved the community he said all right I, I have to own here so this was my first sale ever i knew nothing about real estate at this point and uh you know luckily they wrote up the contracts and everything i didn't have to worry about anything i yeah. literally just walked through this building yeah. with this guy and i get to the closing table and i'm thinking it's going to be three percent you know i'm i'm probably going to make you know 65 to 70 grand off of it yeah. well come to find out because it's a brand new construction they're paying seven percent so i end up walking away with like i think it was like just north of two hundred thousand dollars in commission and this yeah. is my first ever sale yeah so amazing like, i just assumed everything moving forward would always be these like, <laughs> yeah yeah so the bar wild was transactions yeah not the case not no. the case at all yeah um as far as bad transactions go i've got my worst ever transaction closing today yeah it's in north miami beach everyone yeah. thinks miami is just this like great you know beautiful glamorous city and it's yeah. not yeah. north miami beach is an absolute train wreck yeah so <clears throat> i've had non-stop issues with this place to the point where when i went for the listing appointment the guy gave me the lockbox code, but all the doors were already open and it smelled like pot. <laughs> it smelled like smoke in there. It was just awful. So I got the listing for 350,000. It's a three bed, one bath, 900 square foot home. And every time I went to this house, even though I'd lock it up every time, the doors were just wide open. And it got to the point where I told my client about it. My client said, all right, let's hire security like to make sure that there are no more break-ins. Yeah. So the first day we got security, 
the security guy calls me and he's like, hey, I got a problem. I was like, okay, what's up? He's like, I went inside to check to make sure that no one was in the house. Someone smashed in all my windows and, and cut my tires. For the what? security cards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holy. So like, what do you do? Yeah. Security didn't even want to touch this place anymore. Yeah. They, they refused because they were losing money. Yeah. So luckily, like that same day I got it under contract, like a week later we got that huge, huge rain, like yeah. 26 inches of rain or something like that. And uh, the roof's older. So it started showing like stains, but I, I wasn't sure if it was like new stains or old stains. So like five days before closing, we're getting the appraisal done. The appraiser sees the stain on the roof and it's like, you guys need to get a, a roofer in here to take a look at <laughs> it. So really scrambling because we're supposed yeah. to close in like five days. Luckily, you know, the roofer okayed it. So yeah. it wasn't active leaks or anything. Yeah. We finally got to the closing table today. We're going to close in like two hours. And the original closing, was it a 60, 30 day? 21 days. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wild, wild. Yeah. But it just kept extending and extending and extending. Okay. Was, and you got a happy buyer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Wild stuff, man. Yeah. But okay. wildest story from real estate that I have. One day... I took a brand new agent. It was his first day in real estate. So I take him to look at these waterfront condos. And as we're walking outside, this naked woman just comes sprinting out of the building, like a bat out of hell, just sprinting. This is when you guys are about to enter the building? We were exiting. Exiting. Yeah. She runs right by you. Yeah. <laughs> Fire alarms going off. Yeah. All these old people sitting on their balconies. Yeah. And this naked woman just comes running out of nowhere, just jumps in the water and just swims the intercoastal and just pieces out. Just gone. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. So the agent I was working with was his first day. He's like, does this happen like <laughs> yeah. all the time? It's like, no, I've yeah. never seen it happen in my life. But Or just that building. So I don't he was know looking for listings at that building. Yeah. I don't know if, if she stole something or if, if. She, she had got someone to go caught with someone. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but I've I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah, have wild. a good laugh when you get to that building. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. Wild, very cool. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and where can people find you online? Um, I'm at realtorfortlauderdale.com, and then you know I'm Realtor Fort Lauderdale across every social platform you can think of. So yeah. Yeah, you kept the consistency on the marketing standpoint of you. <laughs> nice, oh, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah. It's SEO gold. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here with us today. And uh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Awesome, man. Thank you for listening. And this was another episode of What Would It Cost Florida. Until the next one. Mm -hmm.